Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, J-Dub. Got another solo episode for you today. Just rapping about college football craziness and highlighting some guys. If you're playing college fantasy, you might want to be looking at some of the kind of emerging players. We're two weeks in. People are starting to play a real schedule. So this is where you're going to get some real sense of who's who. So excited to talk about Bama, Texas, and just get into some of this stuff on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Okay. What another week of college football. Great games across the board. If I look at the top 15, 20 schools, though, most of them cruised. There weren't even that many interesting games. Uh, look, Georgia looks like a juggernaut, although they haven't really played anybody yet. Beating Ball State 45 to 3. Michigan running through people. Again, they played UNLV, so you can't get a lot from that. And they won 35 7. I'll come back to the Texas Alabama game in a second. Florida State looks great. Really good first two weeks. Again, they played Southern Miss, but 166 13. When you're good and you play a Division II uh, oriented school, obviously Southern Miss is in Division II, but they're there. They're up there. To win 66 13, that's a good sign. Ohio State, again, a little bit struggles, in my opinion. They're 2 0. They won 35 7, beating Youngstown State, but they should have won by more. And they're just not quite, the chemistry isn't there, but they're winning, which matters. USC looks really good. Just run, ran over Stanford. Stanford just doesn't have the same talent level, but to win, they're up 49 to 3 at half, ended up finishing 56 to 10. Really good showing by them. Penn State played play Delaware, big showing. Washington looks really good. Tennessee, solid win. Notre Dame had a little bit on the road against NC State, but ended up winning 45-24, so going away. Utah almost tripped up against Baylor. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it tripped up. And who knows how good Baylor is this year, but to win 2013, continue their winning ways, 2-0. Two, two big wins, too, beating Florida and at Baylor. Oregon almost tripped up. They're on the road, but almost gave up, almost lost this game, actually fell behind, had to go beat Texas Tech, outscore them 20 to three in the fourth to win 38-30. LSU blew out Grambling. Yeah, keep in mind, Grambling, historically black college, also 0-2. So I'm not sure how good of a win this was, although it was nice to see them come back after, after getting soundly beat by Florida State the week before. So I won't go through many more than that, but that's your top 15-ish. Pretty consistent. Pac-12 still looks outstanding. I think the only Pac-12 team to lose so far is Arizona. And Stanford lost to USC, but in when they were playing outside of the conference, and that was the only Pac-12 conference game to date. Kudos to Pac-12 in their final year. They're looking really strong, winning some tough games outside of conference, including Washington State beating Wisconsin. So some solid there. And I think I saw the most recent AP poll, which was released today. We're recording this on Sunday. Pac-12 has eight of the 25 teams. So kudos to them. Who knows how they'll finish, but off to a really good start to, to begin. Let me circle back. Game, most interesting, big game was Texas, number 11 in the country going into the game, playing number three, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Really impressive showing by Texas. We could say all we want, about where Alabama is. I think their quarterback situation's a little bit in in flux. That's probably being putting it mildly. Jalen Monroe looked good as a runner. 
did not look decisive as a passer and was all over the place. In fact, the game really hinged on the fact he threw a couple pretty horrific interceptions, plays where he just wasn't even noticing a defensive player and basically threw it right into a defensive player's hands. Put that aside, though, Texas looked really good. Quinn Ewers looks the part, really carved up the Bama defense, had a really nice night. Their freshman back, running back, Cedric Baxson's getting mixed in more than I think most people thought, definitely more than I thought. He was called out on our freshman to freshman impact a couple weeks ago, but I didn't think he'd play as much as he is, but he's getting used in the passing game on quick screens. Um, almost like bubble screen type stuff. And he's getting quite a few carries. And then Jonathan Brooks is the kind of the veteran senior guy there. They're mixing up there. Xavier Worthy, which certainly will be looked at as a high draft pick next year in the NFL, looked at as well. He dropped an easy TD on a key third down earlier in the game, but made up for it with a nice touchdown catch in the third. Scoring 34 points and soundly beating Alabama on the road. It's impressive. They could be a fantasy powerhouse if there's guys available like Whittingham or some of these other guys and the receiving core. You might want to look at them because as they get into the Big 12 schedule where we know defense is optional, they could be putting up monster points this year as they get in uh, get into that part of the season. So interesting stuff. Let's get into players that I would target. This is the crux of this is about the waiver wire. And what I wanted to talk about were who are the guys that, quite frankly, you should be thinking about or looking for. I, I don't know how shallow or deep of a league you play in. I'm a little bit at a, at a loss there, but I'll give you some names that I called out, just get things I was looking at, who's getting playing time, who's popping. We got a couple of true freshmen on this list. And I'll try to do this weekly, call up guys that are emerging, maybe due to an injury, someone stepping up. So let's jump in. First is, I'm going to start with quarterbacks. My first two, again, in, in shallow leagues, these guys probably wouldn't pass the muster, although they're looking good, but in in but in but most leagues, these guys would add value immediately. So first one, AJ Swan of Vandy. Looks like he's got 21% of ownership. I'm using Fantrax data. Uh, I think they're the best for college fantasy league management. This guy's been approximately about a top five fantasy quarterback through two weeks. One of those games against was against Hawaii. So take that with what it's worth. But overall, looking really good, both kind of dual threat. The other guy is Illinois, Luke Altmeyer. He had 1% ownership of two weeks ago, and I think he's up to about 20% now. He's been a top 15 quarterback. Dual threat in fantasy, you got to get that running, those running stats up there. I personally haven't seen much film of him. Just see the stats, see how Illinois is playing. They're competitive. So definitely look at him. I'll flip the running backs. I got three running backs for you this week. And I suspect some of these guys are going to go off pretty quickly just because of the numbers they put up. But first one, I'll go with those Mario Hampton, sub 30% ownership heading up heading through the weekend. He's going to get picked up by a lot though. He exploded for 220 yards and three deeds. He's, he may have taken control of that backfield. <laughs> we'll see. And, but it's very just overall, like a really, impressive player. So look at him if he's available. Dylan Edwards, I think he's in most people have got him. He's got, he's a freshman. He's off to a great start. He's not going to jump Blake Corum. So there's a there's an element of a real ceiling here without an injury, but he looks like a stud and he's putting up pretty good numbers with that. A few others I'll call out, but I'll, I'm just going to go with this last one because it looks like he may be taking over the, the starting job at Rutgers. 
at the very least, he's definitely a touchdown machine. And that's Kyle Monaghan, Monaghan, I can't pronounce his name. It's M-O-N-A-N-G-I. But as I mentioned, lots of TDs. He's got four through two games, three and one, one and the other. It's hard to say there could be touchdown or likely will be touchdown regression. He's not going to score 24, 25, 26 TDs this year. Maybe, who knows, but doubtful. And his schedule isn't as forgiving as it's been so far, but he appears to be the guy getting the bulk of the backfield touches and he's getting the the high leverage ones in the short yardage. So interesting guy for the back end of your bench. If you need a guy who's going to get be around the goal line and score. At receiver, I've got two contrasting names here. First one was one we mentioned in Impact Freshman a few weeks ago. He's likely gone in your league because he's starting to get uh, a big name, but he was had less than 25% ownership of, as of going this weekend. And that's Zachariah Branch, USC true freshman, five-star recruit. He looks the part of a five-star recruit. He's quickly getting as many targets and utilization as some of the upperclassmen in the SC wide receiver core. And those guys are going to the NFL. Mario Williams being one of them. I know Doria Singer's another one people are hyping up, but Zachariah Branch looks like the real deal. It's been he's been dynamic both out on the outside return and the return game, and he and in the sweep and around uh, situation. So he's definitely somebody uh, who I think as the season goes on, it's going to become more and more valuable. And, and certainly in leagues where you get to hold guys over, Branch looks like he's going to be a star next year. Next is a upperclassman. I think is a, a junior from Miami, Jacoby. George, G-J-A-C-O-L-B-Y, George, upperclassman. He's basically been at like a handful of catches and about 111 yards-ish his first three years in the league in on Miami. This year he's exploded. He's already got almost 200 yards, bunch of catches. Looks like he might be one of the featured guys there. So someone to look at, especially with Miami really ascending as a program. This looks like a, a season where they might put up pretty big numbers and be a force. They've had two big wins and I didn't call them out, but they're going to jump in the polls because they look really good. And then I've got a tight end here. There's a few guys out there, but the guy I want to call out Alabama tight end Amari Kneeblack. He's listed as third on the depth chart, but he's had two back-to-back weeks, almost identical, two catches, 40 plus 45 plus yards. I think one was 45 yards. One was 47 yards. And both weeks with a TD, he's a former borderline five-star, kind of four-star, top 100 on all the recruiting ranks from last year. So this is his second year. And it just appears when you look at the games, he's the one difference maker. I've seen both of his TDs. He's made catches where it's a crossing pattern. He makes a move or and or outruns guys to the pylon. It's a pretty impressive, both touchdowns were pretty impressive given given the talent he's playing against and the he's playing with. And it may just be that Alabama doesn't have those difference makers at wide receiver. The, at least those guys haven't developed themselves. And so maybe Amari Niblack gets more touches because of that. He looks like he's not going to be a high volume guy. And, and quite frankly, with Jalen Milroy so far, unclear that he will be the guy or they're, they're going to be as proficient passing the ball this season as you would want or typically see with Alabama in recent years with guys like Tua and, and Mac Jones, Bryce Young, even Jalen Hurts, you go back five, six years. They've had a really impressive run of quarterbacks, and I'm not sure that Jalen Milroy is one of them. I could be wrong. It's two weeks in, but he was definitely one of the – he looked dynamic as a runner against Texas, 
but pretty clueless in terms of reading the field and having pocket awareness. So anyhow, that's my list. Just quickly go through it again. Quarterbacks, AJ Swan, Vandy, Luke Altmeyer, Illinois. Running backs, Omari Hampton of UNC, Dylan Edwards of Michigan, and Kyle Monaghan Monaghy from Rutgers. At wide receiver, Zachariah Branch from SC, Jacoby George from Miami, and tight end Amari Black from Alabama. A lot of other names out there. Those are some of the names I just want to call out. Uh, but overall, really awesome week. I'm excited for the next week ahead. Week three, we're getting to the swing of things. We're starting to get in some conference games. We're going to see how people actually are going to perform, see real rotations. Probably won't see as many 66, 70, 80-point scores that we've seen the last couple of weeks from some of these big programs. So on that note, I appreciate you listening. Again, if you if you enjoy what you listen to, subscribe or write a review. Really appreciate it. I hope you have an awesome day, awesome week, and let's have another great September college football weekend coming up. Take care. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell you a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. I said uptown.